And you may think you're casting a wider net, but what you're doing is you're not standing out to the person you want to serve. And it would be similar to if you went to a contractor and he said, look, I specialize in plumbing. I specialize in drywall. I'm the best person at drywall. I'm the best person at electrical. I'm the best person at painting. You'd be like, no, you're probably can, you might be able to do all those things, but you are not the top. You're, there's no way you're going to be excellent at it. Like when we've had drywallers come into our house to do rentals, like they're so fast. Like there is no way that somebody who's not doing that all the time is going to be anywhere near as fast or as good as someone who does it all the time. So same thing in your mortgage business. The most inspiring stories from today's most successful mortgage brokers. Join your host, Scott Peckford, on I Love Mortgage Brokering. Hey, Broker Nation, Scott Peckford here. Today on the show I have, well, actually, I don't have anybody on the show. I'm going to talk about some of our other podcasts, and I'm going to share with you an episode from my other podcast called the 10 Loans a Month podcast. And so this came about because I was talking to a friend of mine, Alex McFadden, who's a big mortgage producer. And he's like, I see that you have more than one show now, Scott, but I'm not sure what they are and what the differences are. And so I thought, thanks, Alex, for reminding me of the fact that, you know what, we've got all these different shows with different niches, but we never actually communicated that to you very well. So I'm going to tell you about the different shows we have. And I'm going to play the entire episode of one of my other shows so that you can check out, get the flavor for it. And if it's something you want to check out, go subscribe and you can listen to that. So in terms of other shows, another show that I have is called 10 Loans a Month Podcast. And this show, Dial of Mortgage Brokering, which has been going now, we're going to be on 300 episodes soon, is all about interviews, learning from great people, you know, just trying to pick up some golden nuggets from some really smart people. The 10 Loans a Month show is just me and there's no guest. And I am just sharing insights from our coaching business, insights from conversations that happen with mortgage brokers. And it's very much like just me sharing, you know, a particular topic. So the one I'm going to share with you today is called Aim Small to Grow Big. And in it, I argue that to get big, to grow your business, you actually want to narrow your focus, not expand it. And I give some specific examples and some tactics on how you can apply that to your mortgage business. So check out this episode in a minute. And so I just want you to see that. And if you like it, you know, subscribe to the series and check them out. A couple other shows that we do. Another one that I do is called the My First 5 Million Podcast. And so that show is really about for people that are trying to get to their first 5 million. So if you're in, you can go search in iTunes or Spotify or whatever. And in it, I'm coaching two new mortgage brokers to their first 5 million, Enrique and Isabel. And they're doing amazing, by the way. They're both doing amazing. And so we have some programs that we have run for new people. And it's been a lot of fun to work with them. And so you can follow along in their journey on that show, the My First 5 Million podcast. And then another show that I do is called Hired in 7 Days. And so I do that with my business partner, Loren. And so that show is about lessons from hiring. So Loren runs a business that we co-created that is basically hiring assistance for mortgage brokers. It came about because in our mortgage business, my coaching business, the clients would get coaching, their businesses would grow, then they'd stop showing up. And I'd phone them and like, what's going on? How come you're not coming to the calls? And they're like, dude, I'm so busy. I can't make it work. And so I'm like, okay, you need help. Yeah, but I don't have time to hire them. So we started hiring for our coaching clients. And we did about 30 of them. And then we were like, holy crap, Loren created an amazing process called the Hired in 7 Days process. And so we since then have expanded it out beyond our coaching clients. And now they're hiring for lots of people. And so we do a show on that particular topic. So you can check that one out as well. And then a friend of mine, one of our other coaches, Ryan Wiley, he has a show called The 12-Hour Broker. And it's really chill. He's just in his Jeep or his truck and he's talking about lessons from doing mortgages. So he's also one of the coaches in our academy. He did 70 million last year. And I always joke, Ryan's the kind of guy who can fund 70 million wearing a tracksuit and you know his clients love him, really relaxed. So that show is basically unedited, but he's also part of our network. And so in the notes of this, if you're listening to this, you click a button, you'll be able to see the other shows and go check them out. 
So I thought I would just give you guys an update and then check out this episode where I talk about aim small to grow big and to get some ideas on how you can make your business bigger by narrowing your focus. And thanks again for being a listener. Really appreciate you. And if you have an idea for a show or a guest you think should be on it, shoot me an email. I'd love to hear from you. You say, hey, Scott, you should talk to this person or have you thought about this? We're always trying to think about ways we can create content for the mortgage community that's useful, that you can apply to your business and that, you know, is inspiring as well. So check that out. And thanks again for being a listener. Today, I want to talk about this whole concept of making your focus really, really narrow and how it will actually grow your business and make it bigger. And I got three different strategies that you can apply to help you with this. And so maybe just kind of set the tone for this. I want to talk briefly about, so my wife has a business and so she teaches, get this, this is a talk about a niche. She teaches sourdough baking for home bakers. And of course, with what's happened with COVID, sourdough has become a big thing. But even before the COVID crisis, her business was doing six figures in sales. And this year, her business is like up 400% over last year. And the crazy part is, is that if she tried to sell baking, it would be it's too broad. If she tried to teach cooking, meal planning, it's just like, it's not, it's not specific enough. And the reason it works is because her business is so narrowly focused. It's sourdough baking for home bakers. So it's not for people that run bakeries. It's very much designed for somebody who, you know, is using traditional equipment in their house, making small batches for their family. And that's the whole thing is catered towards that. And it, it's amazing how well it works. And so how does this relate to your mortgage business? Well, I see too often people in the mortgage business, what they do is they say, hey, that you go to their website and it's like, we specialize in private, second, commercial, residential, triple A, bruise credit, on and on the list goes. And it's like, you don't specialize in anything. Like, it's kind of like, we will do anything. Bring out the dead. We will work with you. It doesn't make any difference. We don't care. We'll, we'll find a way to work with you. And you may think you're casting a wider net, but what you're doing is you're not standing out to the person you want to serve. And it would be similar to if you went to a contractor and he said, look, I specialize in plumbing. I specialize in drywall. I'm the best person at drywall. I'm the best person at electrical. I'm the best person at painting. You'd be like, no, you're probably can, you might be able to do all those things, but you are not the top. You're, there's no way you're going to be excellent at it. Like when we've had drywallers come into our house to do renos, like they're so fast. Like there is no way that somebody who's not doing that all the time is going to be anywhere near as fast or as good as someone who does it all the time. So same thing in your mortgage business. Now, if you're brand new, of course, cast a wide net. You don't even know what you love yet. So if you're new, try lots of things. Say yes to a whole bunch of things. But the more experienced you get, the more you're going to narrow your focus and you're going to have less, you're going to work with less, fewer types of clients, but you'll actually grow your business. So the first kind of point I want to make on this is that you should choose a niche. So once you get over a certain volume, I believe that a niche is actually one of the great ways for you to expand. So for example, you know, one of our coaches, Dion Begg, he focuses on working with people to help them buy real estate investments. So they refinance their house and a purchase. So 50% of his deals are, are refine and purchase. They, they didn't realize they could buy real investment real estate. They learn the benefits, they buy investment real estate. And so, and he does a significant volume of business, like 75 to 80 million a year, no problem. And it's all nearly focused around that topic. Now, does he get some of the occasional other deals? Yes. But for the most part, his business is very narrow focused and it's actually really easy to grow because then he gets known for that. So if you go meet with a real estate agent, you're like, Hey, I'm the guy who helps people with build wealth through in real estate or in Dion's case, he says, Hey, I can show you how I can create five deals from your database. That's a totally different pitch than, Hey, I will do anything. Throw me every deal you got. I will do it. Yeah. Or another example, I, I know another mortgage broker who focused on just working with accountants and she was doing like 45 mil a year, just working with accountants. That's it. And I was like, narrow focus, 
and expand the business. And it's, it's actually much easier to serve your clients because everybody's kind of the same, you know what to expect. So that's the first thing I would say is that once you get to a certain volume, it's important to choose a niche. The second thing I would say to you, and if you're not sure about your niche yet, the second thing you can do is actually create a no-go list. And so I did this when I was brokering full-time. I had a list of types of clients I wouldn't do. So if it was like construction, bad credit, private, any of that stuff, I just said, no, no, no. I just focus on AAA business only. And because my whole system was designed around serving those clients really well. And I was talking to one of my clients recently, Sylvia, and Sylvia actually, she doubled her volume last year. So she went from like 25 million to almost 50 million this year. And I asked her, so what was one of the big things that you, that really helped you? And she said, making a no-go list. And hands down, I made a list of 10 types of clients I will not help. And I say no to, and that saying no has actually helped her grow her business. So it's counterintuitive, right? It's like, I'm going to say no, but I'm going to get more business. How does that work? It's because you're going to attract the kind of client you can actually serve. And the truth is, is you can't serve everybody. There's no way that you are the best at everything. So back to the construction concepts. So the reason I'd stopped doing construction is because frankly, the lenders that I had access to kind of sucked. Their pricing was high. They had high fees. They took a long time. They were painful. I'm like, I don't want to do this. Why am I doing this? Every time I've, no matter when I get, I get the thing done, it's more work. They're never totally happy. I'm like, I'm just going to say no to them and leave room to help clients that I actually want to help. So the first concept here, first idea is choose a niche. Second is make a no-go list. And then the third is to actually look at your referral sources and your clients and drop the worst ones. I know this is a challenging thing people do. I want to serve everybody. Well, the truth is, is that you sh you're not the best fit for everybody. And so I was talking to my hairdresser. So she was a employee. She basically rented a she was an employee of this hair salon. She was crazy. busy, like booked for weeks in advance. And I'm like, why are you not self-employed? I'm like, can you rent your chair and be self-employed? And so through my numerous conversations with her, I kept encouraging her, you need to be self-employed, you need to be self-employed. So she switched to being self-employed. So she's actually, I talked to her recently, she's making more money. She's like, this is great. I didn't realize I should have done this years ago. And I said, so tell me about it. I said, do you have some clients that are like more frustrating than others? She's like, yeah, I do. I said, so what do you not like to do? She goes, I don't like to do these, like this type of coloring or whatever. I'm like, then I would tell those clients, you're not going to do that anymore. I said, you are literally booking, like I've got to, I book her, you know, six weeks, eight weeks in advance because she is that much demand. I'm like, when you have that much demand, you need to be like, I don't want to do this. This client who takes up all my time, who's frustrating me. And so when you look at your real referral partners, you may have some realtors that you're like, this person just kind of sucks. Like every time they call me, I cringe. I don't want to talk to them on the phone. If that's the case, let them go. I remember one time I had a realtor that was sending me a lot of business and it seemed like every deal was uglier than the next. So I was like, deal is ugly. Oh, you think that deal is ugly? This deal is uglier. And finally, I was like, okay, I can't do this anymore. And I, you know, I don't, I don't like conflict. I don't like trying to argue with people. So I just declined. I'm like, sorry, I can't do it, man. Like, we can't do it. And so he got mad. He, you know, he stopped. I'm like, I can't believe all these deals I sent you. I'm like, dude, sorry, we can't do it. And so by saying no to him, he just went somewhere else and he became not my problem. And I felt like a huge weight off. I was like, oh, thank goodness. I don't have to deal with this guy anymore. And so I would say to you that if you start to narrow your focus, who you're going to serve, you will actually grow your business back to like how my wife teaches sourdough baking to home bakers. So three takeaways from this episode. First, choose a niche. So once you get over a certain volume, 25 plus million, you can start to niche down a little bit. Second thing is make a no-go list. So what are the things you're going to type files you're not going to do? And then finally, look at your referral sources and be like, which ones can you drop? Which ones are the pain in the butt that you're like, man, if I got rid of these people, my life would be so much better. Just do it. Like, your business will get better. You'll feel better about it. And as Dion always says, when I let go of one bad client, I make room for two good ones. So hopefully that helps you. Thanks for checking out this episode. 
And if you could do me a huge favor, if you could go to leave a review for this show, I'd really appreciate it. This is a new show. We've been doing the I Love Mortgage Brokering podcast for a long time now, and we'd love you to leave a review if this has been helpful. I want to read out a review that we got from Jackson. He says, it's five stars, tops. The episode on how to write more compelling emails was tops. So if you haven't checked with that episode, I would recommend go back and check it out. It's episode number six. So three tips for writing better emails. And I love writing email. Go check that out. Even though it's a podcast on writing emails, it's actually useful. Go check that out. Thanks for checking on this episode. And thanks for checking out the 10 loads a month podcast where mortgage brokers become business owners. This is an I Love Mortgage Brokering production.